0: The Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, and welcome to a special sort of emergency edition of the Spot Track Podcast. We're doing a, a second one this week, which is rare, but it's that time of year, right? It's the NFL time of year, it's fantasy football time of year, and that's why we're here right now. We've got Dan Soman, cousin Dan, for, for lack of a better term, right? A gambling addict. Are, uh, we, are we there yet? Are no. we allowed to say that? You're not married yet. I should wait until you're married and then they can say that. Right. Gambling Soon-to-be gambling addict, fantasy addict for sure, yeah. F- fantasy pro, depends fantasy your, expert.
1: Depends on your terms of <laughs> gambling. Like Lots you.
0: of nomenclature. <laughs> uh, but Dan's here. He's he's joining me. Uh, this is Mike Gennetti, the uh, managing editor at Track. We're giving Kevin and Paul the uh, show off here because they're not super big fantasy nerds like we are, so... We'll take the we'll take the reins on this one. I'm yeah,
1: glad to take over. Yeah,
0: this is good. Um I'm sure you like talking shop all day since seeing how you probably sit at work all day doing this stuff. So yeah, we'll maybe. get you in front of a microphone and get some get some data out of you here before people start drafting and uh you know the DFS world starts to kick in, which is coming. I mean people are doing this for preseason, right? DFS labs. Yeah, yeah. It's actually uh
1: <laughs> in that industry a lot of people think it's kind of the easiest money out there if you do your research really yeah if you do if you do your
0: research and well they kind of tell you who's going to play and who's not
1: yeah but people again buy into the the named people and the the players that are on the first team that really this preseason especially nobody is playing on, sure uh, in the, one drive yeah, right? yeah exactly if that, if that so yeah
0: so you're making a lot of money off like fourth string running backs right now. Not
1: me personally. No, I've, I've stayed out of the, the, the preseason
0: DFS. <laughs> Again, you're not married. You're, you'll be able to admit that in a couple of months. Yeah, correct. Um, all right. We're going to talk about, I don't know, everything. Can we get into everything in a couple hours here?
1: Yeah, we'll sure try.
0: Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to we're going to talk, you know, rankings based on movement. Uh, obviously, with Track, we've been tracking, you know, players that have switched teams players with new contracts, all that stuff sort of comes into the fold when it comes to fantasy drafting time. We're going to talk about how that was affected in this offseason, maybe how things can be affected next year. Obviously, there's guys who need contracts. I'm looking at you, Dallas, right? <laughs> I mean, that's certainly a, a fantasy question mark right now, to say the least. Then we'll switch over to some gambling, right, some DFS, the the kind of games and sites you use, you know, maybe some, some pro tips out of you for, for, for people trying to get into this, whether they're, you know, they're new or, or, or coming back for a couple of years here. Um, obviously, you can, you can never stop learning with DFS because these things are just getting bigger and bigger, and there's more, more options out there, right? Um, I know you're big into baseball, too, so maybe we can swing a little bit into the baseball side of it as we get towards the postseason when things really get fun, right? Yeah, right. Sure. All right. Let's get into it here. Uh, question number one, and it's a question you and I have argued about a lot because we're in a lot of leagues together. We have been for years now, maybe a decade now, right? At least. Question number one standard scoring versus PPR scoring. Where do you sit? Where do you think the general population sits? How much does it matter when it comes to drafting time? All that all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's obviously super important, primarily to know your rules and your scoring system. Um, personally, I prefer some sort of PPR just because I like the the floor that it kind of provides players that are a little bit more unpredictable. You can typically catch on there or you can typically rely on their their error usage a lot more is
0: it still a situation dan where standard leagues the quarterback is big big big
1: um not as uh, a lot of people use four points for a touchdown which which obviously changes mitigates it a little bit yeah so i if you're if you're using just to put it out there if you're using six points for t- for quarterbacks you should definitely a prioritize yes you are but you should prioritize <laughs> quarterbacks more than we will talk about in this in this pod
0: okay so P- ppr is where it's at maybe a half ppr to sort of limit it a little bit right yeah
1: and we'll we'll try and specify I, I mean there's certain players that i i personally like a lot more in a ppr type um league versus a standard league or vice versa so uh, as we as we talk about individual players i'll try and note that
0: just for uh, for reference here, we're using the consensus rankings from Fantasy Pros, which is a, a nice little website that does all the work for us here. We've had a couple other guys on our show before, so it's a, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to reach out to these guys a little bit and get their input. But they've got tons of tools. We're going to use the, the consensus rankings to sort of go through and talk about you know a, a certain number of players here that question. I mean, there's question marks everywhere. Is there any more? Is there is there no slam dunk outside of Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey at this point?
1: Yeah, and I, I mean I. I everyone everyone's a toss-up at the in even the first couple rounds it's you're looking for who's you're looking for safety plus upside some combination of that and um i mean beyond the first couple running backs it gets real hairy sure. Beyond the first couple receivers it gets very inconsistent as well so um obviously there's a ton of great players for fantasy reasons but in terms of you know players one through ten have to go in this order It it's definitely personal preference
0: so um before we get too deep down the rabbit hole here one more uh setup question snake draft or not
1: yeah typically unless it's uh, a
0: you're still a fan of the snake draft oh yeah
1: unless it's like a dynasty type format yeah
0: yeah yep okay that was easy
1: yeah also just to add i i think it's important to note that neither of us here are you know tape grinders in the locked in a dark room late at night (laughs) we're both more of the value type drafting fantasy fantasy perspective where i'm not almost to a fault yeah where i'm not gonna (laughs) typically i i will wait and grab players that seem to fall a little bit that i or players that i i i like more than other people do and i Mm -hmm. think an eighth round pick is good when other people wouldn't touch them yeah but don't sell
0: yourself short you do a ton of research yeah exactly So so when you say somebody's of good value it's because you've you've uncovered that exactly. right? you know I, where guys should fall you know where guys are falling you know maybe if somebody takes somebody that's a reach and you can identify that immediately that's where doing a little homework really comes into play and you've done that that's why we're here right now right and, <laughs> it's,
1: and it's mostly and it's mostly based on opportunity situation things like that so i'm playing I, in
0: 14 leagues a year
1: right well that too <laughs> but I, i'm i'm certainly not here to to break down you know offensive defensive strategies no. anything like that i'm more of an opportunist and looking at situational and combined with the player's talent, I, I like to mix all of those together and, and come up with my educated
0: uh, guess, if you will. So before we get down to the value, guys, let's stay at the top a little bit here. Let me ask you this question. Does does Eli Manning turning this thing over to Daniel Jones at some point, whether it's week one, week five, week nine, does that affect Saquon Barkley at all? Or is this going to be the same offense no matter who's playing quarterback?
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think Saquon Barkley is a great pick early. Um, I, I, per- I personally,
0: you like McCaffrey, right? I like McCaffrey.
1: Yeah. Also, I, you know, as we just discussed, I'm personally playing in more PPR type formats, and you know, McCaffrey could clear seventy catches without a problem. And Barkley, the offensive atmosphere does certainly scare me a little bit. Now, the point of Eli versus Daniel Jones. Barkley becomes, it's hard to say, better than a first overall pick, but his it, it looks a lot more appealing. It, in my opinion, if Daniel Jones is in there, we've all seen what Eli can do or not do. Daniel Jones ha- has had some drives in the preseason, and he's looked good despite what the Giants have said and that they're committed to Eli and that the owner's on board, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, football fans all of us are better off if daniel jones gets a chance and i mean personally i would like to see what how that would affect barkley i think it would be positive to some degree but it is hard to judge and, i mean a rookie quarterback versus a dinosaur quarterback what sort of well let, me, changes put, let, would take let
0: place? me put two more thoughts in front of you here number one i'm gonna i'm going to expect the giants are going to be down most of the season how does that affect barkley and is barkley going to be a big force out of the backfield catching balls Is he going to have to be more so now because, because of what I'm saying here? Yeah. And because they don't have any wide receivers.
1: Yeah. And they, I mean, they don't really have any other Pat. It's not like he's a two down back and they take him off on third down or anything like that. He's, he's going to be on the field. So whether they're up, they probably won't be very often, but Mm -hmm. when they're down, he's going to be there. He's going to be catching balls out of the backfield. He's always a home run threat. So that that's why he's a, it's a, it's a safe floor. In my opinion, it's Again, I hate to even talk like that with the first overall pick, but he does offer an extremely safe floor in terms of, of usage, plus his pass catching ability. And you know, you can say what you want that, that defenses are going to stack the box, but I mean, he he's a talented enough player that you you want to believe they'll he'll get his volume and his touches and his points.
0: And the last point, and it's a little bit arbitrary. But we've talked so much about running backs and the devaluation and the workload these guys are getting early because they're cheap and you know this is when you want to use a guy is there going to be any part of the giant season where let's say they're two and ten right is there any thought in the back of their heads to say we got to we got to slow play this we got to keep this guy off the field a little bit yeah. right right when the fantasy season matters most right is there any concern for that or, or is that you know football is going to be football
1: it's a it's a great point. It's something I haven't really heard talked about. Um I think I I think the general consensus is that they would move away from Daniel Jones before it got too far gone, yeah. but I mean your guess with the Giants is as good as mine. So it, it's 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 a great point that he they may want to see what else they have with some other people. Not that he's going to get supplanted or anything, sure. you know, the following year, but to, to at least see what they have in young guys. If they're two and 10 out of there, you don't want him, you know, tearing an ACL in week 15 or something crazy. So, all right, actually
0: let's, uh, let's combine our value pick with, with our top echelon picks here. What do you think about a package deal with Saquon Barkley and Evan Engram, the tight end clearly the two best offensive weapons on that team on a not great team, right? Worth it's, it. Or is too many giants, not a good thing.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it is tough. I have not personally ended up with more than one giant on my team. Um. Again, if the value is there, Evan Ingram is is pretty pretty much locked into a top five, top six.
0: Where's he landed? About the fourth, fifth round. End.
1: Yeah, it depends on your format and how valued tight end is. It's it's. I've done numerous drafts and tight ends go all over the board, but typically. Evan Ingram will go somewhere in the fourth, fifth round, um, depending on format again. So,
0: okay, let's stay on that topic. Actually, let's talk about stacked rosters. What's your thought, right? If you've got a if you've got Patrick Mahomes, how important is it for you to get Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or, or some other weapon to complement uh, Patrick Mahomes and double up on those points?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's super important to stack teams like that, but I, I don't think it's valuable to to reach out of your way and take a clearly inferior quarterback. Um, you know just just to put that stack together but um as a whole it's a great practice in DV, dfs in regular season best ball, any 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 way you want to split it there it, you know the correlation typically will match up so um yeah i, I don't like to reach but if you know you grab robbie anderson and chris herndon and sam darnold is there late and you want to take him as your backup quarterback or or pair him with another high upside you know another low round high upside quarterback josh allen somebody like that um in terms of fantasy but um yeah i i I just don't i don't prioritize it in terms of reaching but i I do think it's definitely important
0: how much do bye weeks factor into your drafting are you the kind of guy that forgets about them until the 7th round or are you more are you privy to him right away and it's something you're really thinking about?
1: Yeah, it it's that's a great question because everyone's tolerance it, their risk tolerance is a little bit different. Um I personally in, in season-long leagues that have waiver free agent pickups things like that, I don't let myself worry about it too much because you have the ability free agency to drop players, pick them up. Um, if something happened I I mean we all know things happen throughout the year you you know you can draft Dalvin Cook in the top five picks and he plays four weeks and then goes down Mm -hmm. so things are constantly changing I don't like to look too far in advance now I mean common sense you don't want to stack your team with 10 you know excuse me a bunch of people with bye weeks in week 10 or 11 or something like that but I just always think there's a way to get around it as long as you leave yourself an out. Now, now in like a best ball league or something where you don't have free agent pickups and you just draft your roster and set it and forget it, that is a little bit more important. Now, I, I typically still don't let it get sure. hinder me too much, but especially when I'm f- rounding out my roster in the later rounds, I want to make sure... That I have coverage, you know. Be I, I, if I have seven wide receivers, I don't want three, three of them on buy on the same week. So
0: I, I've heard of a lot of very smart people in the fantasy world basically say, "Don't even think about it. Yeah, just draft the best available team. And if you end up stuck with a with a you know six buys, you just punt that week. Yep,
1: you can always you punt. just punt."
0: You just punt one exactly. week because you've still got you know 16 weeks where your team is probably as good as it can be.
1: Right, and and we've all been there where we think you know this guy's no more than a top 40 receiver, but you're forced into starting him and he blows up for a touchdown in 75, 80 yards. You know that it, it at the end of the day it is football, so I I don't I don't want to bypass a you know again a much more talented player to take a guy that I think fits my you know my roster construction or or the the bye week better than than a different one so
0: all right you want to talk some guys here we we got into Saquon I know you like McCaffrey those are kind of the no-brainers I'm sure Alvin Kamara is right in that conversation although maybe the usage might be a little bit down this year right
1: yeah um
0: or up because of Ingram gone or what no
1: I, I we'll probably get into that a little bit more when we when we do some of the free agent movement stuff but he um I think he's gonna be pretty consistent to what he was last year it seems like it seems like Sean Payton doesn't want him to be a f- every down running back. I, I I don't I don't know if that's durability or what. I I think they've carved out a pretty nice role for him the way it is with Mark. You know, last year Mark Ingram is back up. Now they brought in Latavius Murray, who is in theory supposed to serve that same role. So it it seems like they want to keep Kamara fresh, keep him involved in the ru- in in the pass game while mixing him in in the run game, and then you have you know a bigger a bigger back to slam at home, you know, towards the goal line. Um, so sure. I, I don't think, I, I don't, it's it's logical to say, you know, this person left, the the remaining touches will get scooped up by the, you know, by Camara, but it's, I would be skeptical if it does actually turn out like that.
0: Okay. Um, quarterbacks. Let's, we're talking PPR here. So there's a little bit of a difference between where you might think about one versus in the standard leagues. Just based on these fantasy pro, you know, consensus rankings, the first quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, and he's barely in the top 40 in terms of these rankings, which means he's essentially a fourth-round pick in most leagues. Right. I'm not dumb enough to believe that there's going to be many, many fantasy drafts happening in the next two weeks for Patrick Mahomes goes in the fourth round.
1: No, I actually, I don't think I've seen him go past the third. I don't think I've seen him drafted before, but I would just really, no, I just don't. I think if, if you want him, you should expect to take him in the third. Yeah. And, so,
0: so you're seeing running back running back still.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless it's like a super flex league where you can, you can technically start two
0: quarter quarterbacks on two quarterbacks right. certain
1: weeks or depending on the point, you know, the point scoring, but that then he's, first round pick all day, I'm sure. But, um, in like a standard yeah, or PPR league, yeah, I, 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 typically he's gone by the end of the third so round. Expect so expect him to
0: be gone in the third round in most of the leagues out there.
1: Yeah. And then, and then there's usually a round or two delay, but for the most part, he, he is. Meaning uh,
0: before the second guy's taken? Yeah,
1: before the next, the next couple guys. Which is who football.
0: now? Do you know?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's personal preference. I've seen, t- you know, Deshaun Watson go there. Yep. I've seen, um, Aaron Rodgers go there. I would,
0: you're so. right it, it, it all feels like eh, right 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 which is which is the second quarterback which is scary but i think in a conversation we'll have here in a bit there's probably you're probably going to find out when you start to do some research here that there's 20 quarterbacks you don't mind having Yeah,
1: easily right
0: yeah, i mean at least. It, it would be great to have mahomes because even if he doesn't recreate what he did uh, a, a truncated version of that is still going to do pretty well for you
1: right yeah so i mean just to kind of lay out what we were talking about earlier with our value-based drafting this is a Mahomes is a great example. Mahomes was somebody I was targeting. I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but he was a guy I was targeting with the thought in my mind that he was in a great, last year this is, he was in a great offensive atmosphere with a ton of weapons around him. He was somebody I targeted late because I thought, you know, worst case scenario, he should in theory be a top 12, top 10 quarterback, just based on Andy Reid, the offensive atmosphere and the weapons around him. So he was a guy I targeted. Now, I didn't think he would turn into what he is, but when you could get him in the 10th, 11th, 12th round, I, I didn't see the value in, you know, spending a, a third fourth fifth round pick on aaron Rodgers or any of those guys that were going in the first last year now conversely this year i'm not investing in mahomes at all because of that third round price tag now i'm i'm again we're looking at players that are now going to go in that 10th 11th round that will probably exceed their value that's what we're talking about when, when that's that's a good example of what we're trying to talk about with the value-based drafting
0: did aaron Rodgers get better or worse this year in terms of his fantasy value. Yeah. Because I, he, he feels like a guy that might drop.
1: Yeah, he... In terms of, you know, Mike McCarthy leaving and there being a new coach, new regime, it seems like there's a lot of excitement for him to take another step forward. Like, the you know, like the shackles have been freed and he's hmm. he's ready to play. But as a whole, it seems like there's a lot of question marks. I mean, besides Devonte Adams, who has, you know, some concussion history, it's a, it's a lot of unproven receivers. You know, you have Jimmy Graham, who's just getting closer to his expiration date, yeah. it seems like. And then, you know, you have some, some talented running backs and Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Dexter, Dexter Williams. But um, I mean, Aaron Jones is suspended two games. Yeah, we I,
0: kind of have no idea what that team is going to look like. I, I, is that what you're getting towards? exactly?
1: Here? Yeah, you're, you're. Yeah,
0: and and, and really to, to spin off that a little bit, as you're sitting there talking about Patrick Mahomes and the situation and how people could really predict that he was going to be great, and a lot of people did. He kind of tur- he came into the complete opposite. That Chiefs team was literally handed to him as is. Right. Very little changed than that off season that Alex Smith got traded. That's pretty much the only thing that changed yeah. is Alex Smith got traded. He, and- yeah. Everything else, all the weapons remain the same. Obviously, Kareem Hunt situation, you know, was a bit of an alteration there. But, I mean, everything else was this is the offense. This, you know, study it for a year. Literally study this offense. and we're going to run the exact same thing next year with the exact same, you know, arsenal, it, that seemed like the, the perfect storm for him, right? And, and that's going to be rare. You're not going to find that. Even with, you know, these guys, even I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you just laid out four guys who are new right, to that offense, essentially. Right. Not to mention, he missed a good chunk of last year. So it's yeah, just yeah. a lot of red flags with teams that shake it up a lot or obviously guys have injuries that they're coming off of. But I, I kind of like what Fantasy Pros has done here, Dan. They've, they've broken out these rankings in tiers. And it's sort and it's not just these are the tiers of the quarterbacks, these are the tiers of the running backs. It's, a, it's, a, it's one big list, and it sort of gets your head thinking these guys might be here in the, around the sixth round or around the seventh round. So if you're looking at where Aaron Rodgers is on this list, I think I like three guys around him a little better. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. to your point, keep waiting, right? I mean, right. wait to the 10th round, wait to the 9th round before you consider your quarterback. Right, and,
1: and by all means, if you if you think Deshaun Watson is going to be the number one quarterback and you if if he falls yeah. to you in the fifth round... And or you you've think- kept DeAndre Hopkins
0: or something right. like that, right? Ex-
1: exactly. If you want to pair him, I, I'm just saying don't reach for a quarterback. Every time... I typically get into the, the mid to late rounds of these and I, I go to reach on a guy and then, then I talk myself off of him because there's three or four other guys that, you know, I'd rather scoop up the wide receivers, the tight ends, um, you know, and the running backs than, than focus on quarterbacks. I, I wonder if right. you
0: know this stat because, you know, I, I did a little bit of homework, but I couldn't think of everything to do, obviously. W- which player, individual player, was on the most winning teams last year? Was it Mahomes? because Great wouldn't question. that be a counterpoint argument to this whole conversation yeah. if he if he was the reason that so many of these these teams won their leagues last year, then shouldn't you take him as quickly as possible? I'm gonna guess Todd Gurley was on many of those winning teams, even though he 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 obviously fizzled out at the end, obviously, right. but he had a heck of a eight week run there. Yeah, he
1: pretty much took you to the playoffs for
0: so. sure. so i I wonder if maybe maybe it's one of those two players. but if it is Patrick Mahomes, there's got to be some thinking about taking him earlier than you need to just because he can do that. He can carry your entire team.
1: Right. But I mean, when you break it down like that, though, if you're if you're going to get sure, you know, if you're hoping for a grand slam, right, if, <laughs> if, if Cam Newton, you know, returns to yes. his old form, it sounds like he's over a lot of the shoulder issues that plagued him last season. If if he if he can return to form and he gets you 40 points less than than Patrick Mahomes divided over, you know, 13 fantasy weeks however you want to split it up if you can get cam newton seven eight rounds later than patrick mahomes then that's what i'm talking about he appeals to me more mahomes right now in the third round you're drafting you're essentially drafting his performance last year sure. which i i'm not saying he won't repeat it i i think he's a phenomenal player in a phenomenal offense all the things all the reasons i literally drafted him last everybody's year. back exactly and
0: they and they brought in a, a rookie who's gonna catch some balls <laughs> don't you yeah. think
1: so I'm I, you're going to try and talk me out no, it, but no no I'm just
0: I'm just putting some logic to it because he he does appear to be one of those transcending players that can take over a season obviously he just did it whether or not that can be repeated I'm not sure it doesn't seem likely but you're talking Cam Newton I'm going to throw another name out of you who's in the same tier here with fantasy pros who's just bound to make another comeback and that's Matt Ryan I mean Matt and Ryan and Cam Newton same division same you know same alignment of career they both had sort of every other year work out well. Both had tough years, injuries, and the, who knows what happened to the Falcons last year. Mm. I mean, it's just ridiculous how quickly they fell. So they're just there's going to be a bounce back I think with both those teams. I, I don't I don't hate any of the weapons on that, those teams. No,
1: no. I right? right. I like Matt Ryan a lot this year. I, again, I I have zero stock of him, but that's just typically because people are in that quarterback range a lot earlier than I am, but sure. um in terms of the situation, I I, I I, I think they're returning, or oh, excuse me, they drafted two first-round offensive linemen. Yep. Um, you know, Devontae Freeman seems healthy. Ito
0: Smith.
1: Ito Smith. Calvin
0: Ridley, Julio Jones, Sanu, exactly. and Austin Hooper.
1: Austin Hooper. So it, it's, it's yeah. a very similar situation. You're right. I mean, we're just using the same quarterback, but the, the offensive atmosphere hasn't really changed too much. So. Let me give
0: you a super nerdy stat on Matt Ryan. I, I had a question come up on Twitter uh, when we were talking about Dak Prescott and all these contracts that are still coming out here. Um, what is the average cap percentage of a, of, of a Super Bowl winning quarterback over the past 10 to 15 years? So I started to run some numbers, right? Because we've actually done this internally before, and it's just one of those things you don't retain too well, but it's unbelievable, right? First of all, no one who's been the the, the top paid essentially cap hit Quarterback in the league has ever won a Super Bowl, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And obviously, you've got Brady, uh, you know, in, in six or so of the last ten years, right? Right. So he's never going to be up there in terms of finances. The, the The average cap percentage of the Super Bowl winning quarterback over the past ten years is eight hmm. percent. The Russell Wilson contract, the you know, the, the Carson Wentz contract, we're talking fifteen to seventeen percent of this year's cap. Yeah. So, do you know who ha- who has eight percent of this year's salary cap? Matt Ryan. Wow. So if you're a gambling man and you believe in the power of percentages, yeah. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons are a pretty good Super Bowl bet right now.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and following up on that, I mean, I, I don't have the number in front of me, but I, some of the Twitter follows, I, I – i follow on twitter I'm sorry some of the people i follow on twitter have have actually pointed out matt ryan as one of their favorite mvp picks um for this year at the odds that they're getting him I, i'm sorry i don't know is that, it over 100 i, I want to say it was like 100 100 to 1 or something wow. like that but i i could be way off on that wow so but I, a lot of people that you know i trust uh, seem to like him as well and I, I, oh, there you go worth talking about
0: yeah so but he's in that cam newton so let's Let's stay there for one more one more question. Let's say Mahomes does go in the second. Let's just say it happens. If you're in a draft and Mahomes goes second, you know what happens. We've been in baseball drafts. You know what happens when the first closer goes. Right. Seven more closers go in the next round and a half, right? Is, it, is that still what happens in, in fantasy football? No. I, Are you going to see Rodgers and Watson come off the board immediately? I, I,
1: I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. I have not seen it happen too much, and I don't know if it's – it's almost like the whole running back thing, where it took five years for people to realize that running backs in real life are, you know, somewhat devalued. Or ho- however, you, I don't know what side you know of the fence you might be on that, but uh, it's <laughs> almost like that with quarterbacks, where quarterbacks for ten years in fantasy, people thought you needed to build your roster through quarterbacks, and now at this point, it's it's more more beneficial to wait typically. So well, I, I don't If it really, was
0: six points for a passing touchdown which right. a lot of our first fantasy leagues did that right yeah. it was benef- most beneficial to get a great quarterback
1: yeah so i mean in super flex leagues yes people are definitely going mm-hmm. on runs like that but i will say your to your point that happens a lot with tight ends where people i mean gotcha. the, the the top end the top tight ends are usually gone in the first two to three rounds sometimes i've seen them you know Ertz or george kittle fall into the fourth round but Beyond that,
0: people start, you know, it's a fall off, right? Yeah,
1: you grab your Evan Ingram, your, what, your, your Give me your Hen- top
0: five. Give me your top five. Yeah, because that's a tough position to draft.
1: Yeah, I'd probably, I'd say Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz. I'm, I'm sort. I keep playing with Evan Ingram and OJ Howard. I'd probably put OJ Howard in front of Evan Ingram at this point. Okay. but then Evan Ingram fifth, and then I, I probably put Hunter Henry as my sixth, and then sure. beyond that maybe vance mcdonald but then i mean
0: sexy pick this year right yeah. but
1: but then you're into Eric ebron and all these just toss-up guys that you're you're
0: really just hoping well, that's when you start to get into tight end by committee right and exactly. that's another problem that's happening which is you know you understand it that's why the running back is where it is right. you know you need four not one you know right so so these people i mean that
1: my advice is if you're going to be aggressive anywhere in a draft, it's to be aggressive at tight end. If you want to start a run at tight end, be the person to start the run. Don't be the person at the end of that looking around saying, you know, I need to take Jared Cook in the fifth round. Like, is Jared Cook a bad tight end? Not at all. But is he is he good value in the fifth, sixth round? No way. Right. So. So
0: you'll be able to get somebody who's maybe slightly less in the ninth and tenth.
1: Yeah. Or I mean... Uh, A name for you jordan reed i know the guy hasn't stayed healthy but he's jimmy graham yeah he's consensus top five tight end whenever he's healthy so you know somebody like that i would personally rather take a shot on a bounce back from somebody like that than i would reaching for a a tight end too early so
0: i like it let's switch gears a little bit i mean we're sort of been referencing this a lot but i kind of had you uh put together some essentially it's the guys who switch teams right i mean the fan, the guys of fantasy value who have switched teams this offseason and how that affected them right uh, positively or negatively i'm going to guess for the for the most part they're being put into better situations that's why they got the free agency in the first place right
1: yeah i, I mean as a whole i would i, I don't think I, I, looking at our list there's really not a ton of huge fantasy movement in my opinion um some more than others but
0: do you have one ranked i mean is, is it Le'Veon bell obviously
1: yeah, I mean, of all the guys on our list here, the the highest drafted guy is Le'Veon Bell for sure. So
0: okay. he is. Do you, do you love him? Or are no. you in the camp of where you think you're bullish on him this year? Yeah,
1: so I'm staying. I'm staying away from really Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean, you could convince me at a certain point, but I have. I have probably nine to ten guys guys ahead of really that i'd prefer yeah not running backs but actual players no saying? no running backs really yeah i i think i have i think i have nine all
0: right oh, i mean fantasy pros ranks him seventh among running backs so i guess yeah. they're sort of in line with you is that just i mean is that the jets is that his age what are we talking about here so is sam Darnold just gonna throw all day It's funny. I
1: I like the Jets as a whole to take a step forward, mostly projecting Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold to take a to take a step forward. My concern with Le'Veon Bell is I I think he's being drafted where he is with the assumption with the presumption that we're just removing him out of the Pittsburgh offense and setting him back into a similar offense where that that Pittsburgh offense is unique in the way that they utilize players and in their commitment to the running back. I mean, they never have a committee. They always go with one guy who's a versatile three down back
0: who can catch balls. I don't, I, the to th- your sh- point, do you know who the running back ranked right ahead of him is James no. Conner in Pittsburgh? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I, and I like
1: it for the reasons I just said, I would, per, I would put him, I would put him ahead of bell for that, those exact reasons. Now, I, I think Le'Veon Bell is a great player. Things that concern me though, there are a lot of weapons there. I mean, you have three wide receivers. They're not, they're not big names, but they're they're consistent. Robbie Anderson, Quincy Nunwa, um, and Crowder. And Crowder. Yeah. I mean, they're th- those guys are gonna get targets. Chris Herndon, he's suspended, but he has had a lot of uh success in the preseason. It looks like Sam Darnold's gonna th-
0: possibly a late round sneaky tight end for you, too. Perfect. Though. I love him. Yeah.
1: Um and Not to mention Adam Gase is on record as saying, I I didn't even want to sign this guy and that he wasn't on the board with, you know, Mike Mcagnan, And that was a, you know, that was a point of contention. Now, I don't want to read too much in that, but let's read
0: into it because I think it actually makes this an interesting conversation. Let's say that really happens, right? Let's say Gase, uh, my guess is he likes the player, hates the contract. Which, if he, if he followed me on Twitter a little bit, he might look the contract a little more. Because guess what? It's only like a two year deal. Yeah. And, and and to that point, let let's say they they have a falling out. Because I'm I'm going to guess Le'Veon Bell's not the easiest guy to get along with. And if if your point is correct, and he's the offense is not going to run through him, like like a lot of what happened in Pittsburgh, maybe he he becomes you know a little ticked off about that. Yeah. This could be a one and done. This, could this is a very tradable contract. Interesting. It's not really releasable. I mean, they're not going to cut him after one year just because of the ramifications financially. But if this doesn't work out, look at... We just had an offseason where guys who were not even conceivably on the trade block were traded. Antonio Brown traded. Odell Beckham Jr. traded. This is happening, right? Josh right. Rosen, traded. <laughs> okay? Those are the three names where if you asked me 12 months ago, I would have laughed in your <laughs> face. And it happened. Yeah. And it happened in a big way. So to say that Van Bell could be a one-and-done seems elementary at this point. Right. But yeah. if that's the case, Dan, let's say they're already thinking that. Let's say the Jets are already thinking that. Do you just ride him? Well, you can't get him hurt because you got to trade him. Right. But, yeah, you, you go hard, right? You do run the offense through him. You make him – you try to win games with him, first of all, obviously – but I, there's a very good chance that if they're thinking that, that they they, they just want to squeeze every on belt, you know, ounce they can get out this year knowing we're going to probably put them on the trade block in March. So uh, that that side of it to me is very interesting because if there really is some trouble behind the scenes, and they're, they've certainly deflated it since, but if there is trouble, they can't get – they're not going to release him. So uh, they might as well just use the heck out of him. That's a great point. <laughs> so I don't love I'm, – I'm with you. I think he's right where he belongs. I think I'd take, you know – I'm a way big, more a bigger proponent for David Johnson this year than Le'Veon Bell for some reason. Right. Right. I know all the rankings agree with me, but just feels like that's silly. Right. He, he, he could just be done.
1: So uh, look, <laughs> I'll put it I'll put it this way. If you're in the first five picks, you're typically taking one of the top five running backs. Beyond that, you're probably looking at Travis Kelsey or one of the top couple receivers. And then depending on that, I mean, depending on who you go with in that first round is going to sort of dictate your next pick.
0: Let's go. Ready? Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke Elliott, David Johnson, James Conner, and Le'Veon Bell. There's your top seven. Right. Outside of Barkley and McCaffrey and I guess Kamara, I guess Kamara, I'm okay taking Le'Veon Bell wherever you want.
1: Right. If you
0: take him as the fourth running back drafted, no one's gonna off at nope. you.
1: And that's I, I, that's the thing I want to reiterate. This is all personal preference for me. Yeah. I just something stinks there, and I don't I don't feel comfortable pulling the trigger that early in a draft on a player that I personally have a number of concerns about. But is it a dumb pick in the first round? No. Or else he would his ADP would have fallen by now. So I, I think I think it's fine. If if you're asking me if I have any Le'Veon Bell on my team, I don't.
0: That's fine. Let's let's go local for a little bit cuz yep. there is some pretty interesting local interest in terms of fantasy this year. Obviously Josh Allen um which you know, <laughs> I've seen it all. Yep. I've seen I mean obviously for the la- you know, the last 6 weeks last year he was the number one fantasy option in terms of points, right? Right. So there's that. And then Pro Football Focus today releases an <laughs> article that says he's the worst quarterback in the league. Right. So where are we with Josh Allen? Yeah, if, and mean, then and then let's let's transla- uh Let's push that into transition. That into these free agent yeah, signings of Cole weapons, Beasley, yeah. John John Brown, right?
1: Yeah. So from a fantasy perspective, I think he is a great pick. I mean, the the running ability is provides a super safe floor. Um, in terms, in terms of a real life quarterback, I'm not a huge fan, but I mean that's a different conversation. In terms of a f- fantasy, though, he he does offer immense upside as a late round pick. So. That being said, a lot of that appeal comes from a totally new offensive atmosphere in general. I mean, a new offensive line, new wide receivers, new tight end, you know, different running back. So it's maybe should be probably, but I mean, a lot i'm i'm certainly not investing high in buffalo bills in fantasy i i really can't even name one i'm drafting in even outside. in a ppr
0: league you don't like Cole beasley's possible 70 80 catches i
1: mean I, I i can see you i can see you adding him to your team at some point but he's not a guy i'm going into week one without on my team but there's definitely there's definitely sure. definite ppr upside there um he's going to be consistent in that offense. Josh Allen has already shown, I mean, <laughs> anytime he moves off his first look in the preseason, he dumps it to to Cole Beasley. So I, I think he's going to have a, a prominent role in the offense. I just don't think he's going to have a monster ceiling. Now, conversely, John Brown, the other new addition is going to be the polar opposite. In my opinion, where he's going to offer almost no consistency, but he's going to offer monster games that, you know, he breaks, you know, he breaks off one or two long touchdowns, something like that. But
0: Deshaun Jackson-esque, right?
1: It, great, great comparison. Yeah. yeah. So it, he, the the John Brown reports in camp have make him sound like he's a much further developed r- wide receiver than they initially thought, which makes me think he's going to be on the field a lot more. So maybe my I'm underestimating the consistency he could provide, but I just think they're sort of the opposite
0: player there. I'll agree with you on that one. Um, how much does four weeks matter? Guys like Golden Tate, right? These guys who are going to miss Chris Herndon, who are going to miss for the first four weeks because of the suspension. The, the rankings are going to drop accordingly. So as you go to draft, you're going to see Golden Tate, you know, maybe the 50th wide receiver available. Yeah, do, I, you, do, do you just uh, go along with that? Or do you reach a little bit for a guy who really could work out you know the last 14 weeks of the year
1: yeah i don't i i'm not golden tate's just a guy with like a limited ceiling that because because of the four weeks i think he offers a limited ceiling that if you had somebody else you'd prioritize for that roster spot you should go ahead and do that but it it is a great boost it's almost free money when you get a a especially in like a PPR league for somebody like golden Tate, it's almost free money when you just have a, a, when you can pick somebody up when you can add him to your, your, your active team week four or week, week, week five. five. Yeah. Um,
0: what about from an auction standpoint? Cause we are, we're in an auction draft. I know those are becoming pretty popular now.
1: That's a, that's a, I guess I don't know how to answer that because yeah, Again, he's not somebody I think I right. would add to my even team if he was on.
0: playing all sixteen.
1: Right, right, but I mean,
0: <laughs> well, I, let's talk Zeke. He, he's somebody I'm like Let, trying to say, add. Let's say three. Zeke is going to play third, you know, twelve out of the sixteen games. Let's say he's going to skip four weeks, which is sort of where I'm, my, my thinking is aligned. Well, so let's say Zeke Elliott misses four weeks. Where does that change you? You drafting him? I know in our league you just kept him. Right.
1: I actually have a lot of (laughs) Zeke because I don't think he'll miss time. But I, again, I'm just, I'm just somebody talking into a microphone. I don't have any actual details on that. Don't get a secret. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I like him now, if he misses any games, he's definitely not a third overall pick. Um, just, just like Le'Veon Bell immediately became not a good pick in the first three picks last year because of the same situation. So you're you're a
0: value, you're, you're a self credited value guy yes so you're you're drafting you've got the number fifth pick in a, in a ppr draft and zeke is still there
1: I, I currently i'm taking him okay if if he falls I, I don't think he should fall past the third pick but if he does fall past the third pick i don't i'm not going to blame you because of that you know risk aversion but mm-hmm. i just i just currently i don't see how he's going to miss time but It depends on where you
0: where you land with that. It seems like you shouldn't, but right. So, but I have to the way it's kind. I mean, we're kind of getting down to the gun here, right? Two weeks. It seems like Dak's contract is getting into order. It seems like it. Right, right. I don't know anything inside at all. But let's say that happens. Are they just ready to sign Zeke immediately? I don't think so. It doesn't seem. I mean, he's not even in the facility. You know, not that he has to be, and nor does his agent. But, I, man, if this gets into the year, look out.
1: Yeah. Look I'm, out. I'm
0: in trouble, but... <laughs> yeah, look out. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, that, those are tough. I, I assume the same applies for Melvin Gordon. Now, Melvin Gordon, yeah, I'm actually glad
1: you asked that. I I think he is going to hold out.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure sounds like it today. Yeah, we just w- saw a report today.
1: I mean, w- what's the difference? I, I think he... I think Zeke has quite a bit more leverage than than Melvin Gordon does uh, in this in terms of not only the contract situation itself, but because of the quarterbacks Zeke, where Zeke isn't even up yet. But I, th- I think, I mean, it depends on what you think of Tony, Tony Pollard in Dallas, but realistically, the Chargers the ah. Chargers can make sure it work with. We saw that last year when M- Melvin Gordon missed time, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, they, they barely missed a beat. Philip Rivers made it work.
0: They get I, they get Hunt, Hunter Henry back, yeah, another I, weapon I, on that offense they I, didn't even have last year.
1: Mike Williams potentially sure. taking a step Breakout. forward. I mean, I I still like that atmosphere where I I don't I don't think they need to they need to concede. Whereas, see, I Dallas, think I
0: think a big reason for that is Philip Rivers. Whereas Zeke, I think a lot of people think Zeke is more important to that offense than Dak Prescott in dallas agreed right yeah so and and i'm i'm a
1: rb you know i'm a running backs don't i i land on the the side of run, running backs matter less but i think in this is a very unique sure. situation where where it seems like their whole offense revolved everything Dak does everything amari cooper is able to do it seems like it runs through their offensive line and zeke elliott
0: if if there's no controversy with zeke right now is he still third first overall he uh, is maybe
1: yeah i i think i think he's
0: i think it's a 1a 1b 1c right yeah, i
1: think i think he is guaranteed top three i mean in my eyes he's guaranteed top three um but i yeah then the top three just become personal does platform. does
0: winning matter at all obviously you know from a point of standpoint it doesn't but do you want players on winning teams Um, obviously that's the difference between saquon barkley and and ezekiel here right
1: yeah i mean contextually you want running backs on winning team i mean in general you want running back not in general generally speaking you want running backs on winning teams they're ahead playing from the lead Mm -hmm. but even that that even that mentality is there's there's holes you can poke through it but vice versa running wide receivers on teams that might play from behind could be very valuable. Huge. One of the, for instance, one of the reasons I like Deshaun Watson a lot this year is because they have one of the hard, the toughest schedules in the league can, which is opposite of last year. They had one of the easier schedules in the league, but with that thinking, Deshaun Watson could be, they could be playing from behind. They could be throwing the ball all over, you know, Watson's dual threat. He has tons of weapons. They just traded for Duke Johnson, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So like, if you told me that Houston was going to be leading a bunch, I, that they were expected to go, you know, 11 and five and, mm-hmm. and play from, from ahead all the time. I I would knock him down a little bit. I mean, I still like the player, but just situationally, I, th- I think that does play into it. Do I want to, do I want to say you should you should tweak your your rankings or anything by that?
0: Well, Not- I do like your point with the wide receivers because I thought about that as well. It's one of the reasons I like a lot of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers. Right, to be right. honest with you, um, I just think that defense isn't ready to win. You know, they've got injuries heading into the into the year here. A couple of guys are going to miss at least a few weeks on that defense side of the ball. But man, you start to look at that offense and now what Bruce Arians run offense? It, yeah, two legitimate tight ends and, and, and Howard and Brait, mm-hmm. Mike Evans.
1: Chris Godwin, Chris
0: Godwin, and no more Adam Humphreys. Nope. who was taking away a lot of targets. So those two guys have got to be just right. Uh, If they're going to be losing or or they're giving up a lot of points defensively, they're going to be throwing the ball all day. And Jameis Winston's playing for a contract. There's just a lot of reasons to like the passing game in Tampa Bay this year. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. All right, man. Where are we going to land with Melvin Gordon? Let's finish that conversation. Is he a second-round pick?
1: I really don't have a good beat on this because I've sort of been just crossing him off my list, and I haven't noticed exactly where he ends up going. But
0: Let me ask you this. Actually, let me cut in here. Guy gets hurt. A lot of a lot of leagues have an IR spot. Do most leagues have an inactive spot? Can you draft him and not use a roster spot for 10 weeks if he sits? Typically, no. Typically, no. No.
1: So that's... that's that's the thing. That I mean that's that's the issue with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt could get in immediately inserted into Cleveland. Right. There's 11. a guy missing eight games. Or ten games? I think it's ten. Ten? Wow. He'd be back.
0: I think it's eight. I think it got reduced to oh, yeah,
1: eight. I'm sorry. I think he it got reduced. It's eight plus the bye week. He wouldn't be back until week ten. Correct? Ah, very nice. But I mean, do yeah, you want to do, do there? Do you want to bur- if you have six, you know, before the ye- Going into the year, it's easy to say, Oh, I'll just stash him on my bench. Well, when you get into bye weeks plus injuries, questionable tags, things like that, it's 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 easier to 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 talk about than to actually execute. So
0: Oh, and by the way, Nick Chubb is the eighth ranked running back in <laughs> fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. So how much of an impact can Kareem Hunt really have to a fantasy season in week ten?
1: It'll definitely Depend on Nick Chubb in that offense, but I, 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 th- I, think he comes back with some sort of role. But uh, again, it's a, it's a total toss up. And do you want to waste a roster spot on a total question mark like that?
0: You know what else is week ten? Week ten. The trade deadline. Oh, good point. So keep an eye on that one. Because mm-hmm. if, if Nick Chubb is still Nick Chubb, right? When Kareem Hunt is ready to come back.
1: Yeah, for almost no money too, right, Kareem? Hunt he
0: might never play a Kareem Hunt may never play a snap at Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> right and then there might be some value right because if he's you know filling in for a a major injury which we're no it's going to happen one of these players is going down oh yeah right but if he's if he's going to a competitive team with a major injury then you've got six weeks of what could be you know the old cream hunt right right so keep it keep an eye on that um anyone else sticking out here i mean we talked a little bit about quarterbacks i don't know that it's worth talking too much I mean, Josh Allen is the twenty-first ranked quarterback in fantasy football this year, and I think a lot of people would be okay starting him most weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I Wouldn't, could, you know, yeah, I could come up with. I, I mean, I could come up with a solid twenty quarterbacks I like. I mean, even down to Mitch Trubisky, I think somebody that'll take a step forward, and he's maybe like the twenty-second quarterback off the board or something like that. So,
0: I mean, without giving too much away, because I know we draft our league in like three <laughs> days here, where where are you? Which quarterback, and where are you trying to live right now? i am generally you're like a seventh or eighth round guy right
1: yeah i mean i'm usually around the it it depends on the context but i'm usually around the 10th quarterback off the board yeah you're pointing to baker mayfield who could be a top five quarterback could be a bottom you know people aren't going to take him ahead of watson no i there's
0: been so much buzz about those that browns team
1: yeah i know
0: And, and no He's not. He's not a top five quarterback I, yet.
1: I typically see Watson come off the board second. Yeah. So. Can I tell you what
0: scares me about Deshaun Sean Watson? Have you watched any Houston Texans games in the last two years? And have you the seen offensive him? Line is have atrocious. you seen him scramble out of the yeah. pocket?
1: Yeah, and it actually got worse. He looks like he's injury. trying to get hit. Yeah.
0: He, I, I hope to gosh that he has found some sort of education in that this offseason because he he looks like he's out there to get hit right in the head. yeah someone that's
1: the offensive line which has still hasn't improved no it has not i I mean we talked about it on the show
0: a couple days ago yeah i can't believe they're going to ride with matt khalil at left tackle i can't believe that's the fix they made right when trent williams essentially could be had right now right i know i mean you you throw a second round pick to protect deshaun watson that's what you do
1: yeah. And, and, right? it's, and it's not like they're it's not like they don't know what they have in that offensive line. They got destroyed last year. They should have made some upgrades in the offseason. So that'll that'll definitely be a thing if they're sitting there at the end of the year, missing the playoffs because their offensive line was but terrible. A,
0: but all of the all of what we're saying here is, is a gigantic question mark for Deshaun Watson. I don't know that there is one for Baker Mayfield. Right. All he's got to do is just show up and execute. Everything else is sort of in place for him, is it not?
1: No, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I love Baker Mayfield, especially if he wants to drop a, f- a little bit too. So and, and I, your question is proposed to me. I typically yeah. like to just roll with one decent quarterback and then fill in on the bye week or or, or don't even draft two. Or just outright stream quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean yeah. I just I would rather load up on, you know, flex type players than commit early round picks to quarterbacks. And then I, I, so if Baker Mayfield, you know, falls enough, sure. I'm going to pull the, pull the, the trigger really on any of these guys. If they, if they fall enough, I will do it.
0: If you draft Deshaun Watson, should you draft a second? Knowing he's going to be hurt by week five. I mean, it depends. situation. <laughs> it
1: depends on your league situation, but
0: um, how many teams, what? Right. Cause if there's going to be a decent free agent crop, you know, after the draft, like you're talking about here, right? Right. I mean, no one's going to draft Eli Manning, but if Eli Manning's there and you're in a pickle, yeah, <laughs> right? you should, yeah, you pick up Eli Manning. Yeah, um, I assume your thinking is the same with defenses. Is there? Is there maybe there's two defenses this year that are worth drafting? Where are we with that? Do you I know?
1: Mean, I, the, again, I, anyone that we talk about in the top tier, we you can pretty much just consider them not on my team unless it's a running back and I get the first overall pick. But again, the Bears' defense is pretty much That's got to be it, though. Yeah, the number one defense. I'm looking here. The, the second
0: rank is Jacksonville. Who? That's terrifying.
1: Right. Everyone beyond that. that is terrifying. terrifying. So so sh- Chicago's the number one defense, but I'm not touching them where they need to go. I'd rather, you know, in the ninth round, I'm still you know in the ninth round i might turn my eyes to quarterback versus a defense but that's where other people shift so you know when they zig i'll try and zag a little bit but
0: the, the defensive the defensive team has become the closer yeah that's exactly where the closers start to fall off is about the eighth ninth round which yeah. is exactly where they've Good got point. the pairs ranked here and you know what happens people see chicago bears come up on their draft board and all of a sudden five or six more come off the board quickly yeah. so that's is that a, that's a trap right uh, Don't do it. Let no. somebody take the Bears because the Bears might actually be worth it, but really nobody else is. <laughs> and you actually want you actually want somebody to
1: to take the Bears in the seventh round. It means other players are falling further down the board. So yeah, anytime you anytime you can see you know a run like that, try not to get to to get caught up. Speaking
0: in of falling from grace, do you know who's right above the Bears? Matthew Stafford. Hmm.
1: I know. Holy yeah, God! Yeah, I, I believe I saw today on your website uh, top cap hit for twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. back but to your point about not having more than that. What was it? Eight percent of your salary cap oh, space. nobody has
0: made more than Matthew Stafford in, in the amount of time in the NFL. It's yeah. just been an unbelievable run. Uh, I mean, with
1: uh, mediocre, mediocre production. I love well. the. So, I think I love yeah, the player. Too. Too. I love
0: to watch him. I, I I proposed on the show this week that uh, he become Philip Rivers replacement in in L. A. Same, just seems yeah, can, to be the same players. kind of animal. And, if the, I mean, the Chargers certainly don't have their replacement on that roster yet. Easton Stick doesn't look like he's going to be much of anything. And Tyrod Taylor's the backup there right now, which you know, we know locally how that goes. <laughs> right. um, perfect backup, but that's about it. But, you know, if the Lions look to trade Stafford next year, which I think is possible, I, I think there was conversation this year, to be honest. So I think next year is probably at least going to be thrown out there. If Phillip Rivers wants to walk away, let's do it right yeah he's he's a, we just talked about the, the weapons on that team most of them are signed next year
1: yeah say, well, it's, it's a total hypothetical but really he's a, he'd be a great veteran presence for any any team that you know
0: yeah if the raiders want to move on from Derek carr yeah if that if, could be a if, perfect spot
1: if the bucks thought that sure. they're ready you know if they don't resign winston and want to move on i mean he that was
0: the spot paul and kevin really liked was tampa interesting, bay interesting. yeah all right I like Jameis Winston this year, by the way.
1: I love the whole offense. Yeah, yeah. actually, Winston is a guy I've, I've been targeting in drafts, and he just he gets taken really typically right in front of where I'm prepared to take. Well, that's got to
0: be after the tenth round, though.
1: Um, it's right around there. I mean, I've seen him go before Cam Newton. So if you wanna if you wanna ask me that wow. question, I'm taking Cam Newton. But I do love. Wow. I like the offense. I like Bruce Arians. I like his weapons. You know, I like Evans, Godwin, OJ Howard. You know, I like them all more than a lot of other people do so i just haven't been able to get get in on the on the james winston
0: do you know that baker mayfield is one of the top three mvp candidates in terms of vegas Did not yeah it's mahomes obviously yeah and then you know the rest kind of falls in place from there but yeah
1: well they have a ton of weapons it's going to be it's gonna be good. That's why you you say Baker Mayfield. I didn't mean this. No, I, to sound like I don't like him. I no, just, no, no, no. Yeah, I guess. I'm not, and I'm
0: not even blaming you here because I, I you know, we've we've been kind of listening and, and watching all this fantasy stuff for the past month now. It's just hard not to. It's everywhere. I've had no. Last year there were people, you know, major people, the Matthew Berries of the world, coming out and saying you got to get this Mahomes kid. Right. He's gonna blow it up. People are saying the Browns are gonna be good, but they're not saying Baker Mayfield's gonna gonna blow it up. And and I wonder why that is. Is this going to be Nick Chubb's offense? Seriously.
1: And that's the thing. I, <laughs> I mean, mean,
0: think about the weapons. Where's Njoku going? He's going to break out eventually, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they Land, uh, just Njoku, Landry, Odell Beckham alone, you have three miles to feed right there. Yeah.
0: So. Right. They lost the other guy to suspension, right? Callaway?
1: Um, He's out for a couple weeks, yeah.
0: Yeah. Even better. Njoku is the ninth best tight end according to Fantasy Bros. Yep that's a sleeper pick yeah that's a sleeper pick in my opinion right there
1: i think uh what eric Ebron, who's ahead ahead of him eric guys like eric ebron
0: no it's your list it's mcdonald and evan engram and it's i mean he's he's essentially right there i mean he's right in that wheelhouse to where let let you know if you don't get your top three tight end which you know people are going to reach they're going to reach for Kittle and and maybe i don't know maybe not anymore after Garoppolo's performance Mm -hmm. right (laughs) goodness but um that's a name, and Joku's a name that you can probably find in the fifth, sixth round, don't you think? Totally. Wow, he's average draft pick of 90.
1: hmm
0: 90. Just wait. That's, that's the lesson for everybody. Just wait. Yeah. Right? If you're not the top, a top three pick in your draft, right, first of all, take a running back, right? Oh, yeah. Where, wherever you are, take, yeah, a back, take a running back, right? I mean, De- Devontae Adams, De- DeAndre Hopkins, they're great players, but are they worth your time in the top seven? No right, um, questionable yeah, top it's quite, five. It's questionable.
1: I guess it 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 would depend on on how much you like or dislike Le'Veon Bell or those other guys. Really, I I, I think beyond the f- the first five picks, it's all roster construction and how you want. Um, if you want to take Travis Kelsey there, and then you know, if you want to plan on taking a running back it, with your second pick, then then. Yeah, I would prioritize running backs. But sure. um, no, I, I just I, I've seen I've seen guys start four straight wide receivers and do a zero running back approach at the beginning of a draft. So I think this is a year that you can get away with that because that that like second tier of running
0: backs is so right. your James Counter, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb tier right. coming back down the second round. That's right. not too bad. Nope, that is not too bad. Right. Um, let's switch gears just for one second before we close it out here Uh, because obviously we're a contract site and this is a contract show to be, you know, uh, for the most part, I know you do an auction draft. I know you're in dynasty drafts, slow and long and all all that stuff. You're, you're sort of in, in all of this. How much does it matter? I mean, obviously for your dynasty drafts that use cap hits, you know, it matters because guys get expensive and, you know, you've got to adjust accordingly based on whatever your dynasty cap is. But how much are you taking in the fact that Michael Thomas just signed a big contract? Right, I mean, does that does that deflate your your position on Michael Thomas from a fantasy standpoint this year? Does that stuff matter? Are you looking for guys on expiring contracts who might be going all in like a Jameis Winston this year? Mm -hmm. Are those kind of things factored in at least a little bit or a lot of it? Or where do you stand on that? I think
1: it's important to keep that in the back of your mind, or or maybe bump a guy here and there because of because of that. But again, I don't I don't I don't think you should draft somebody. Because because of that, you know, oh, big contract year means he's going to blow up like, yes, that does happen. But it also happens where those guys don't do anything. But, um, you know, like Amari Cooper, great example. He's in a good, good offensive situation against a pretty weak, you know, weak defenses the first part of the season. Um, You know, in theory, he's playing for a contract. Now, does that translate to the field? And if it does, is that because he's playing for a contract or is that because he's in a good offense? So I I don't like to get too hung up on that. Um, in, In like Michael Thomas, for example, there's there's zero chance that I move michael thomas down my board <laughs> yeah. now because maybe that's too
0: drastic did, of an example No, no, no
1: I, but i but it, it, it is a good example any of these guys like that like if zeke if zeke got signed or dak prescott got signed like i'm not gonna have any less interest in those guys because all of a sudden you know or more they got there or money.
0: more what about more what about dak do you think this is getting on dak right now and that'd be weight off the shoulders or does he just have a ceiling you know what it is and, and you're gonna live with that
1: uh, yeah i i've I have a value on him and I, I'm okay. not going to move it I, mean, I think I mean, that's a good way to live yeah, I think
0: let, let me let me spin your thought the other way though because we're just we're in this world right now let's talk about a guy like Alvin Kamara uh, I'm trying to think of a running back who's on an expiring contract let me know if you can think of one quickly here for me um well let's say Melvin Gordon let's say Melvin Gordon decides to end his holdout and he comes back week five okay let's say it's week two and, you know, you've drafted him and you want to use him. Is Melvin Gordon going to be 50% the rest of the year? Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's We're almost to a point now with certain positions and maybe more than we think, right? I mean, maybe we've got tight ends and wide receivers thinking this as well in the back of their heads. You know, if I don't have any guaranteed money in front of me right now, what the heck am I killing myself for? Th- that used to be. I used to say that out loud on radio shows, and people would laugh at me, like you don't know football. Right. That's that's not that's not how football yeah. players think. Well, guess what?
1: Mentality's changing. Right?
0: I've been following this every second for the last twelve years now, and I'm telling you right now, these players are coming out on Twitter and saying, I'm not playing another goddamn minute right. until I got twenty million guaranteed yeah. in front of me. And so and
1: Le'Veon Bell, people talked about that. That he there's would no come,
0: question he would come he gave back. gave up fourteen week, million dollars. Yeah, but to he, not give even, up himself. <laughs>
1: even still, though, they talked about him coming back week nine and just faking an injury or something just so he did Pass didn't me the
0: ball. To put- I'm not running through the tackles, right? right exactly. I mean, that, but that's got to be a part of the thinking from a fantasy pr- perspective, right? Yes, identify the players on the expiring contracts, but then identify what kind of situation they're in. Right. Because right? if they're up for $100 million guaranteed, right? Right. Yep. I, I don't know how you handle it. I mean, Philip Rivers is on an expiring contract right now. He's made a lot of money in his career. His career might be done. So it's not a great example. But that's a player right there who... Maybe there's a there's an there's an agreement behind the scenes that we don't know about, but there's no guaranteed money in Philip Rivers' future. If he tears his ACL this year, his career is probably done.
1: It, it, your point as a whole is super interesting. I I don't tangibly look at the money, but indirectly, now that we're talking about it, you you look at the situation. Sure, a player's and the, status exactly. And the yeah. situation could be tied. Like, like let's let's say LaShawn McCoy for instance. I mean, not that anyone's like beating down the door to draft LaShawn McCoy this year, but in theory, he's the number one running back in a rut, in a rush heavy offense. When you step back though, and look at it, his contract situation is not ideal. <clears throat> yeah. They can get out from under it. They can trade him pretty easily. And then you have somebody like Devin Singletary who could step into a you know, at least a heavy two down roll, if not a three down roll. So that's the kind of thing I'm like looking forward, but it's actually a great point that you bring and, up to, to look at the, and well, let me give you the well.
0: other side of that. A guy like Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay wide receiver, he's going to play 155% every single game. Yeah. Because he's comp- not only competing for his own money, but he's competing with his own teammates. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans is going to be his protege this entire season again, right? This third, third year through now that that's a guy I'm not worried about one bit. In fact, the expiring contract promotes my level of interest with them yeah. on a fantasy on a fantasy perspective. So, I, I think it's important to you know check out the free agent list for 2020 for, for these for these fantasy players. And we've thrown a few articles up, that include a lot of the notable ones. And then just to kind of go through and, and internally figure out in yourself, is this going to be a positive or negative thing for these players, and, and make that important to your draft. I mean, when you're when you're setting the players aside that you're looking at, you know, Chris Godwin plus. Um, you know, I'm not sure that there's too many guys that I would be comfortable with, you know, on an expiring contract, going out there and giving it the their all because there's just too many darn injuries. Right, and they're more and more, and they're in the preseason and the off season, and the guys home, you know, falling on his own floor. There's just injuries everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: yeah, in in uh, di- dynasty, I I think your point is spot on for dynasty drafts, and even if you don't have salary caps involved in that or anything, to look at a situation and be able to, to forecast the direction it's going to go and to, to react accordingly to, you know, to trade away that player or acquire a player who, you know, who's about to fall off a cliff, if you will, you know, like one quick instance. I mean, last year I traded at the deadline, Latavius Murray and some picks to get Larry Fitz to bolster my wide receivers in a dynasty league, you know, for the, for the playoff stretch run. Now, Hmm. taking me back to last year in that moment Latavius Murray was nothing on a Minnesota team I mean
0: 100%
1: even when he got touches he did nothing now he goes to a different situation and something he's going to be more relied on I'm a I'm a little bit kicking myself because of that sure And if I had realized his contract was going to expire, et cetera, et cetera, I may not have dealt him away or, you know, like Kenneth Dixon is a, is like an untalented, you know, not a super flashy, talented Mm -hmm. running back right now that could very well get cut from the, from the Baltimore Ravens, but he could pick up with, let's say the bucks, the Tampa Bay bucks Hmm. who, you know, ronald jones some injury concerns they already I hate him right i, I mean <laughs> so that that's a good that's another good point so I, i'm just coming up with random random players here but mike's I, I point found, to i found
0: my player to identify that i was trying to figure out when i was talking before sammy watkins is almost a guarantee to fall off that chief's roster next year because it was cap hit and, and you know do they have weapons if tyreek hill can remain on that team if the, and resigned, oh, right? oh by the way there's a player on an expiring contract yeah. who might you don't have to think twice about um But if Sammy Watkins is going to fall off this roster, he doesn't have the resume in in his history to sort of just carry him into free agency and say, you know, I need 15 million again. I don't think he has that resume. Right. And he could end up in
1: a terrible offensive situation just because somebody wanted to give him the most money out there.
0: But Sammy Watkins also has a gigantic injury history. Right. With feet, which is not a good situation for the wide receiver. So that's a guy I'm terrified of the draft because I, you know, I can't internally figure out what he's going to be this year. Right. Right. Is it, is it, I'm on a Super Bowl contending team. I'm just going to play my all. And if I get hurt, I get hurt. And free agency will take care of itself, you know, next year. I don't know. He was hurt when he signed with the chiefs. Right. Right. He got, he got $60 million to sign with the chiefs essentially, um, or 50 I think it was, but that's a guy I'm scared. I'm scared about this year because I know this is going to be a one and done with the chiefs next year. So Uh, those are the guys I think I'd be identifying right now who are probably going to fall off these rosters. And, you know, are they the kind of player that are just going to push through it and and deal with that when we get there? Or are they the kind of player where that kind of, that kind of thing is going to be weighing on their two twenty nineteen, 2019 and it might affect their production.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Sammy Watkins, he's, he could win you some leagues, but he could also tank your draft. So he's a
0: death wide receiver at best. 77 ADP is terrible for him. Yeah. I put him in way past the 10th round for me yeah. just because of the other weapons in that team right now. But okay. Nice, yeah. All right. This is a lot of nerdy stuff. This is good stuff. We didn't even get to the DFS. Maybe we'll do another one later in the yeah, year and sure. sort of a, maybe closer to the season. We'll talk DFS and uh, all these best ball games and these these unique little games you've been playing that uh, will really start to ramp up. Uh, you use both, right? FanDuel and DraftKings? Um, mostly DraftKings?
1: Yeah, mostly DraftKings at this point. But yeah, um, yeah and then there's, I, I encourage everyone, you know, listening to, to really just in the last couple of years, I started to expand outside of my friends and family, you know, online leagues that I've done and um, looked at like FFPC and like Draft and some of these other websites have, that have these like super unique, formats um you know that you can buy into you don't even know, need to know the people that you're playing with and and it's it's really uh it i've i'll tell you i've used these bet you know these 35 dollar fppc ffpc excuse me um best ball drafts as a great prep to see where people are going where players are getting drafted to prep for my own you know bigger money dynasty type league so i encourage you know if you uh, haven't you know dipped your toe in that water that you should give it a shot
0: good stuff Thanks, Cousin Dan. This okay. is uh, a, lot, a lot of fantasy here, but uh, I think we got through a lot of it. It's good stuff. Good luck.